The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Ta'anit, Daf Yud Dalid. Today's Daf is being studied the Adunishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Begin Aiden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied the Rufwash Lema Eliyahu Hayim. Ben Shafia, Sophia, Ella Refanalo Betach Betoch Shar Cholamo Israel, Amen. We begin today's daf on Yud Gimal Amud Bet, and we will begin for the Ibaet Ema, which is one, two, three, four lines from the bottom. Just to review where we're holding until this point, we'll give you a quick review of this Gemara. The Gemara said above that. Rabbi Yehuda was walking with Rabbi Yitzhak, his son, and he was Doresh, and he said that a Yahid, an individual that accepts upon himself a Ta'anit, meaning a Ta'anit Yahid, he prays Tefillah Ta'anit, which means he says Anenu. And the Gemara said he puts that in his silent Amidah, meaning he puts it between the Barakhav Go'el. And Rafei says Anenu. So Rav Yitzhak asked on him and said, What are you talking about? Vichi Yahid Koveya Beracha Lachmo? Does a Yahid say the Beracha Lachmo to himself? Hila, what did Rav Yitzhak say? That the Yahid says the Anenu in Shomeya Tefillah. And that's what Rav Sheshat had also, Rav Sheshat also said that the Yahid, when he says Anenu, he says it in Shomeya Tefillah. So the Gebra asked a question on this. The Gebra said, We have a Brighter. The Brighter said, En ben Yahid le Sibur. There's no difference between the Yahid and the Sibur. That the Yahid prays 18. And the Sibur prays 19. So the Gemara says, My Yahid my Sibur. What, was, what is Yahid? What is Sibur? So the Gemara says, If you tell me Yahid Bamash and Sibur is the Shaliyah Sibur, so therefore you tell me the Yahid prays 18 and Shaliyah Sibur prays 19. That's not so, the Gemara says. Because on a first day, the Shaliyah Sibur prays 24. Ella must be the statement is that it's talking about a Yahid that accepts upon himself. A Ta'anit Yahid, so therefore he will pray 18 Berachot, as opposed to a Yahid that accepts upon himself a Ta'anit Sibur, meaning he accepts upon himself affairs with the stringencies of a Ta'anit Sibur, and therefore what is it saying? That even a Yahid will pray 19 Berachot, which means he will say Anenu between Goel and Ofer, so therefore you see a Raya for the Yehuda, that what? That Yahid Koveya Beracha Le'atzmo. So that's the way we understand the Braita. So the Gebra says, no, I can really tell you it's talking about a Shadiyah Sibur. <coughs> and therefore it says, he says 19 Berachot. Oh, so the Gebra doesn't say 24 Berachot, because the Gebra says we're talking about the Gimel Ta'aniyot Rishonot. The first three fasts in the series of rain fasts, so those three fasts we do not say... Uh, the 24 Berachot, we only say 18, and the Hazan would add a 19th for saying Anenu. So therefore the Yahid is an individual, he says 18, and he put Anenu in Shomei Tefillah, and the Sibur is referred to as Shaliyah Sibur on the first three fasts, he says 19 Berachot, because he adds Anenu. And then the Gebara came along and said, but what do you mean? The Mishnah's Mashma, that is, it said, and Ben, Gimel Rishonot, the Gimel Sa'yot, that between the first three fasts and the second three fasts, there is no difference. The only difference is that the first three fasts, Mutarim Asiyat Melakha, and the second three are not Mutar. <coughs> Implying that what? That regarding the 24 Berachot, they are Shavim. And therefore, even on the first time you have to say 24 Berachot. The Gemara says, no, the Gemara's answer was that, 
You're right, our Mishnah is only giving differences when it comes to eat things that are Isur. Meaning in the second Rifas, Melacha is Isur. In the first Rifas, Melacha is Mutar. However, regarding Tefillah, the Mishnah is not discussing those differences, but indeed there is a difference. On the first three, Taniyot, there is no Anin, there is no 24 Berachot, I should say. And the second, there is. And therefore, let's review, according to the first answer of the Gemara, when the statement was Yahid says 18 and the Sibur says 19, it's Yahid that's fasting. He'll say 18 Berachot and put Anin and Shomer Tefillah because Yahid is not Koveya Berachal Atzmo. And in the second uh, and the Sibur is talking about a Shaliyah Sibur in the first three fasts, and therefore there is no 24 Berachot. He only makes a special Berachot Anenu between Goel and Rofeh. So that's the first answer of the Gemara. Now we go to the second answer of the Gemara. The Gemara says, I can give an answer. Now again, this answer is a little tricky. <coughs> so we're going to go step by step. I can really tell you that even on the middle Ta'anuyot, we do not say 24 Berachot. Which means not only on the first three, as they're not 24 Berachot, but even on the middle three. And therefore when the Gemara compared, when the Mishnah compared the middle to the first, the middle don't have 24 berachot, so certainly the first don't have uh, 24 berachot. So the Gemara is saying, really the first don't have uh, the, the 24 berachot, because the middle, the Tanyo don't. And everyone, the Gemara the Mishnah was comparing the second fast to the first fast, they're similar in the sacks that none of them have 24 berachot. So the Gemara says on that, Velo, is that not so? When the Mishnah compares, or the Baraita compares, between the last, the middle three, and the last seven, it says, which is regarding the last seven fast. They blow so far, and the stores are closed. But regarding everything else, they're equal. And therefore, yes, there's 24. And therefore, if there's 24 in the, uh, the middle ones, so therefore there's 24 in the first ones, because we compared the first three to the second three. So if they do have 24. Maybe you'll tell me no that the Mishnah was leaving out some differences. And therefore, it was Mishayir uh, 24, and therefore really, there's no 24 in the second fasts. Which means really, they didn't give all the differences. It was Tana Mishayir, it left out some of the differences. Yes, there's a difference between the stores being closed on the last seven, there's a difference between the... Uh, a shofar that's born in the last seven is also a difference between the 24. But Tana Mishayir, and therefore I can tell you in the middle fasts, there isn't 24. The Gemara says, ben ketari. And the Mishnah says, en ben. Which means when the Mishnah says, the Lashon, that there's no difference between uh, the second three and the last seven. So it was once already it says the word en ben, that's Masra's giving you all the differences. And therefore, 24 is not a difference. So therefore, it must be in the second and three first. There is 24 berachot. So now back to saying it is yes. The yes, there is bera, it's 24 berachot. The Kabbalah says, Vitis bera, en ben dafka. And now we're going the other way. Do you want to say that this en ben is dafka? Which means you left out the, 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 the difference of teba, which means on the last seven fast, they would bring the teba into the public domain. 
Whereas in the three, the second three, they didn't bring the Teba into the public domain. So therefore you see the Mishnah is leaving out some differences. Therefore I can tell you really, it also left out the difference of 24. Therefore I can tell you in the middle face, there's no 24 Berachot as well. It's uh, if that's what you tell me that it, missed, it left out Teba, uh, that's not leaving out. Because the Mishnah is only discussing the differences that are done Things that are done bitsinah. For example, blowing the shofar, which is done bitsinah, or the twenty-four berachot. If that would have been a difference, that's also done bitsinah. Mili de farishia loketani. And therefore, it's not discussing mili de farishia things that were done in public, like the teva. And therefore, we're back to the point we're saying yes, there's twenty-four, which means there is no difference regarding the berachot of the twenty-four. And therefore, in the middle fast there is. 24. Now again, at this point, if you say that in the middle fast, there is 24, according to this answer, that means that in the first three fasts also there is 24. Because the Mishnah said, in ben dishonot the shiniyot. And therefore, it's in the shiniyot you have 24, in the first one you have 24. And therefore, when you go back to that statement of the Braita that said, Yahid says 18 and the, and the Sibur says uh, 19, you have to say that that's talking about a Yahid Mamash, and therefore he is going to say that a Yahid is going to say 19 Berachot Na'amida, because he has the Shita of Rabbi Yudah that says that Yahid is Kovaya Beracha La'atzmo. So according to this answer, once you tell me that in the second three fasts there is 24 Berachot, that means you're going to say in the first three fasts there's also 24 Berachot, because the Mishnah is comparing them, and once you're comparing them, so therefore you have to explain the Brayta, Yahid and Sibur is talking about a Yahid itself, and Yahid says 18, when he accepted the Ta'anit Yahid, however Yahid that accepted upon himself the Ta'anit Sibur, will say 19 Berachot, that's a proof to Rabbi Yehuda Amar Vashay, Matniti, Nami Daika the Mishnah is also that in the middle fast, they did say 24 Berachot Diktani, Ma'il Yetinot al Rishonot, what is the uh, advantage uh, over the Rishonot, which means what's the advantage uh, it says over the, the last seven fasts? What advantages do they have over the uh, middle three fasts? Because in the last seven they blow shofar and they also close the stores. But regarding everything else, and therefore, yes, 24, that they're equal. That we give the last seven and the middle uh, three, there's 24. So you see clearly that from the Mishnah it says, that the only thing that was different is what? That these are blow shofar and close the stores, but for everything else, they're equal. So the Gemara says, Maybe you'll tell me now that when it says, It's not giving you all the differences. Maybe it's Tanah and therefore really, there's no 24 in the middle three verses. No, it says, It's giving you the exact differences. That's like En Ben. And therefore, yes, there's no difference between the 24, and therefore the middle three verses, you will say, 24 Berachot. So the Gemara says, this bera ma'elu davkau. So what are you talking about? You think that that ma'elu is davka? Vehashiyer la teva. Again, it left it left the difference of teva when it said this lashon of ma'elu yeterot. It did not give you the difference of teva that in the last seven there is teva, in the last three there is no. In the second three there is no teva, and therefore they must have left out also that in the last seven there is twenty four, in the middle three there is no twenty four. So now we're back at the point to say there is no twenty four. That, that's what you're saying. The teva that's not a shiura. Because the teba is going to be discussed in the next pedic. She's the next pedic is clearly going to say that in the seven.
seven fasts, there is Hotsa'ateva, as opposed to the middle three. So it didn't leave that out. So therefore, we're back to the point to say that what? That indeed, that already was discussed later on, and therefore everything else, they're equal. And therefore in the middle fast, indeed, we'll say there is 24 Berachot. Once you're coming along now and telling me that things that were discussed later on in the next Perek are not considered a Shi'ur, I can tell you... I can tell that the 24 Berachot was also not left out. Because really that was discussed in the next Perek, which is the next Perek also says that in the last seven, you make 24 Berachot as opposed to the middle three. So therefore it's not a Shi'ur. And therefore, really I'll tell you, there is no 24 Berachot. Which means the Maskanata Gemara back and forth with this whole story here. The Gemara saying that really uh, the second answer stands I can tell you that in the Imsa'iyot there is no 24 Berachot and therefore since there is no 24 Berachot in the Imsa'iyot there is no, there's no 24 Berachot in the Rishonot as well because the Kabbalah says and ben Rishonot Imsa'iyot once you are telling me that so now already I could say that the original Blight that said Yahir and Sibur is talking about even in the the first fast, and I'll tell you that the Yahid he says eighteen berachot, but the Shaliyah Sibur he says nineteen berachot. He doesn't say twenty-four, not in the first three fasts, and not in the middle set. Comes the Gemara says, "My Habi what is the bottom line? The halakha Amar of Shmuel bar Sasratae v'chen Amar Rabbiya bar Ashe Amar Ben Goel Rilirofe." So he wants to say even the Yahid. Will say anenu between Goel and Rofe. The Ravashi Amar Meshemet Rabbi Yanai Bered Rabbi Ishmael Beshomeya Tefila. He says no. Yahid says in Shomeya Tefila Belcheta Beshomeya Tefila. Nalacha is Yahid says the Beracha of anenu in Shomeya Tefila. That is halakha, the ma'aseh. Tani hada, we have one bright. The Gemara now is going to quote three bright that seemingly contradict each other. And the Gemara is going to give one answer to answer them all. Tani hada, we have one bright. Ubrot uminikot. Pregnant ladies and ladies that are nursing, mit'anot barishonot. They fast the first fasts. Ve'en mit'anot baharonot. But not the last ones. Ve'tanya idach, bright number two. Mit'anot baharonot. They fast the last ones. Ve'en mit'anot barishonot. But not the first ones. Diametrically opposed to what we just said. Ve'tanya idach, third bright. Ve'en mit'anot lo barishonot ve'lo baharonot. They don't fast not the first and not the last. So how do you reconcile all these bright? Amar avashin nekot im sa'ayata. Take the rule of the middle fast, the mitatsun kulu, and it will answer all the braithot. So now once we know that the middle fast, they they do fast, Albrot and Minikot will fast on the middle fast. So let's go back to read all these braithot. Braithot number one. Obrot to minikot mitanot berishonot. The rishonot over is going to be the middle fast because they are rishonot compared to the last fast, the last seven. The end mitanot baharonot they will not fast the last seven. Now the reason why they won't fast the last seven because since it's a long series of fasts, it's difficult for the pregnant ladies and the nursing ladies to fast a series of seven. But they will fast the middle. So again, when it says berishonot. The end mitanot baharonot, barishonot means the middle fast. Next brayta, mitanot baharonot, the end mitanot barishonot. They will fast on the last set, but not the first set. That's comparing the second three to the first three. 
So it's calling the second three Aharonot and first three Rishonot. The reason why they don't fast on the first three is because it really hasn't been uh, established yet so much the Tsar of Klai Yisrael, because the rain is only, uh, the drought is not uh, lasting so long yet. So for the first three fasts, these ladies, pregnant or nursing, are exempt. However, once you get to the middle, so then they are obligated. I could say that's the first three and the Haranot is the last seven. That therefore comes out bottom line. All you have to remember is they only fast or wrote in Minikot on the middle three Taniot. Not on the first ones. Because the way that she says Lashon is because the rog is the anger of a kadosh baruch who is not so strong yet by the first three, and sheba acharonot rashi's lashon is lo mitanu de keban de sheba ninu lo matzi obrotu minikot lemekam behu. It's too long of a fast seven days, meaning Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday, Monday, seven days. That be a too long of a series for obrotu minikot to fast. Comes the gemara continues ma elu yeterot adrishonot. How are the last seven fasts? And these are the fast for the rains. How are they uh, more severe than the middle ones? Because in the last ones we said we are matriyat. We'll see what that word means. And we close the stores. When it says in the Mishnah, matriyat, it can be meaning one of two things. Matriyat meaning shofar, like teru'ah. Or matriyat could mean we call out in prayer. So the Gabbana says, Rav Yudamar that says, simple explanation, matri'in means, with shofarot, meaning in each berachav the amidah, you blow a teru'ah, and of course, like we learned in Masjid Rosh Hashanah, that whenever you blow a teru'ah, there's a teki'ah before it, and a teki'ah after it, and therefore for the six additional berachot that you add to the amidah, each Berakha gets three sounds. Tekiat, teruat, tekiat. There will be eighteen sounds. That's what it means when it says matriim. The Rav Yehuda, the Rav Shmuel, Bar Shilat, Meshemet, the Rav Amar, but Rav said be'anenu. What does it mean be'anenu? So that she explains over here, like we say during the Sidihot, we call out and say anenu, abinu, anenu, anenu Elohei Abraham, anenu, anenu Elohei Yitzhak, anenu, anenu Elohei Yaakov, anenu. This is like we said, like we said at the end of the. Tefillot uh, on the Sidihot. So, therefore, we have a great mahlukar over here when it says in the Mishnah that on the last seven matri'in, what does it mean? Is matri'in the shofar, or matri'in that we call out, meaning we say the Tefillah of Anenu. Tosfot also says the same thing. If you look at the Dibura Matheel, the Rav Yehuda. This is not talking about the regular anenu that we say in the Amidah, because that you always say. Even in the first three fasts you say it. Right? Regular anenu even say in the first three fasts. This last seven, we say the special anenu that we say during the city hot. So the Gibra says, At this point we're thinking like this, Man de amar ba'anenu lo amar b'shofarot. That the opinion that says it's anenu, that it's a tefillah this matri'in, he doesn't hold that you have blow shofar. Uman da amar b'shofarot, the one that says that it's shofar, lo amar ba'anenu, which means they're exclusive. The opinion that says it's tefillah, no shofar. The opinion that says shofar, it's not tefillah. Between no anenu. 
Kebras what do you mean? Ba'atanya and Pohatin Mesheva Ta'aniyot al Sibur that the last seven fasts are a minimum of seven Shabain Yud Hat Hatraot and there's eighteen sounds of shofar blown during those fasts. The Siman Davan, if you want to remember it, the Siman Yiriho. Remember the situation of Yiriho. Now we know when the Jewish people went to conquer Eris Israel, the first city that they went to conquer was Yiriho. And the Gibbara says Yiriho Shofarotava. And we know Yiriho there was Shofarot. And therefore According to one Lashon and Ashi, just like in Yiriho, they were successful when they blew the shofarot and the walls of Yiriho came tumbling down, so too on the Ta'anid, you should blow the shofar in order to be successful. But you see what? That Lashon Hatra'ah in our Mishnah specifically is referring to shofarot. So this is a question, a refutation according to the opinion that says it is Anenu. Kabra says, you're right. Al Mishnah, for sure, when it says Matri'in, it's talking about Shofar. And therefore you blow three sounds for all these six extra Berachot of the Amidah. And altogether you'll have 18 sounds. Also, what's the Mahloket? The Mahloket is, which means, when we have other Mishnayot, or other places where it says the word Matri'in, for example, on other Puraniyot, other calamities that come to the world. So, how do you explain that Matri'in? Mishnah clearly Matri'in is talking about Shofar. Like you said, Siman Diriho. But other times when it says Matri'in, what is it talking about? So, Kipeligi Ba'anilu Mursabar Karila Hatra'a. One opinion says, no, you can even call the word Hatra'a, can be referring to a... And another opinion says, no, Hatra'a is not called Anenu, Tefila, Hatra'a is specifically Shofar. So again, the opinion that says that the word Hatra'a, you call out, it can mean you cry out, it's referring to Anenu, all the more so, it can be referring to Shofar. But the opinion that says Shofarot, Aval Ba'anenu lo. But it's not referring to Anenu. So the Anenu opinion says it's Kamin Anenu, and certainly Kamin Shofarot. But the opinion that says Hatramin Shofarot is exclusively Shofarot and not Anenu. The Gabbara says, What do you mean? We have a brighter. Ushar, Kamine Puran Yotabatakeshot, other types of calamities, Hasra Shalom, that come to the world. Kegon, Chichuk, Chichuk is boils. A person has to rub. Chichuk is to rub oneself against the wall. Like that reason when one has boils, he rubs himself against the wall because it itches. Haga, that would be like a plague of grasshoppers. Zivuv is like flies, but different like hornets that come into the person's uh, face or they uh, bite the person. Uh, they come into his eyes, the Yitushin, that's what she says, the Yitushin, the little bugs that go into a person's eyes and nose, the Shiluach Nechashin, or snakes, the Akrabim scorpions, they were not Matriya, Elat Soakin, they would cry out. Uh, now we have the emendation of Hagot Abach, Ha Se'aka Bapehu, implying that what? That the word Se'aka is praying with the mouth. And from the fact that the Braita called Sa'aka Bape, Hatra'a be Shofarot, Hatra'a must be Shofarot. Because again, what did the Braita say? The Braita said over here, Lo Matri'in. They were not Matri'a, which means they did not blow Shofar. But what did they do? Tsu'akin. So you see the word Hatra'a specifically is Shofarot. So you see it's a question according to the opinion that says it's Anenu. Kebra says, indeed, Tanayi. It's about look at the name. 
The Tariqs have another Braita. Al-Elu Matri'im B'Shabbat, on the following items, you are Matriya on Shabbat. Al-Ir Shikifu Agayas, let's say an opposing army came and surrounded a city, and that city is in danger. Or Nahar, or let's say a river that's overflowing, a dam that's overflowing, that's going to flood the city. Or a boat. That is, I'm going to drown in the waters. Rabbi Yosei says, what is this hatra'a? He says, le'ezra, that you can call out for help. That you call out for help, but not for tsa'aka. Now what is this talking about? Bemai, what are you calling out? To get help, to get help to the city. Bemai, ili if you're telling me that you're going to call out, meaning hatra'a, when it says in the... Braita al elu matriin b'shabbat. If it means that you're going to order shofarot to get help for these cities, shofarot b'shabbat mishari. Is shofar on Shabbat permissible? El ala be'anenu. I must be told that you can call out in prayer. Vekari lehu, vekari la hatraa, and it calls it hatraa. Shmat minad that the word hatraa means tefillah. Like what did the biyosem mean? There is that you call out. Look at the Rashid, three lines on the bottom. Adam You can call out the people to come help these people that are in danger. But you cannot pray for them, according to his first opinion. We're not so sure that our tefillah is going to work that will allow you to pray for these people on Shabbat. But you see what? That when it says matri'in, it means to call out. Which means you call out le'izra, Meaning for people to go help that you call out with your mouth, to call out people, volunteers, and say, you go help them. But you don't pray. According to the second opinion of Rashi, which means according to this second opinion that she when it says it means indeed they can pray she says everybody prays in their house specifically for the situation but what are we learning over here however you want to learn is Ezra means to call volunteers to come help the situation or Ezra means to come pray but the word means to pray to call out or to call out with your mouth and therefore comes out we have a mahlukat over here is hatra'a with the shofar or is hatra'a with the mouth meaning either calling a hanen or in the case of Shabbat calling volunteers to help but the point is comes out we have a fantastic mahlukat over here and how to interpret the word hatra'a is it again shofar or is it now in Amish now when it says that in the last seven matri'in everybody agrees it's shofar the mahlukah is in other places when it says the word hatra'ah is it only shofar or according to the other opinion it can even mean to call out in tefillah comes again when I continues bishned rabi in the years of rabi yudhanisiyah there was a certain calamity not a drought gazat lat ta'niyot so he declared 13 fast and still they were not answered now where did he get this number 13 so he based it on our Mishnah when it comes to the drought fests that there's three then there's a second three then there's seven so he figured that's the model so therefore he fasted 13 for that situation that he had then he decided you know what he wants to make more fests so the BMS says 
that the rabbis have taught us that you cannot burden the sibur too much, and this is a burden already. We fasted thirteen times already. So Rabbi Abba said, Rabbi Ami, that which Rabbi Ami said, Da'avad legarmehu Da'avad, which means that what he said that you can't matri up a sibur anymore. He's doing it for himself because he doesn't want to fast anymore. But really, you can't fast more than thirteen. That which we said you only fast thirteen. That's when it comes to the rain fast. About the Sha'ar but other types of calamities, you can go fast until they answer you. So therefore, the Buddha was correct, which is he wanted to make more fast. And you have an opinion of it that clearly says, that what? That indeed you can't fast until you answer. Tanya and Mechim have a bright to support us. When they said three fast plus the seven fast, Lo Amru Elilagashimim was only said by the rains. When it comes to other calamities, you go until indeed they are answered. Let this bright that we just quoted be a question against the Biami. Because the Biami said that no, 13 is the maximum. Hey, well, we just said you, you go until you answered. How can the Biami go against the Braita? Ama de Karabi Ami Tanay says I have a Tanah that goes like me. The Tanya we have a Braita. In Gozin Yotin Mishloshlet Tanyotal Sibur the fish and matrahinat sibur you tell me die the red be. Going to the B, the magic number is thirteen. You can't go past thirteen no matter what, whether it's a drought fast or it's fast for other calamities, because you can't matri up the Sibur. You're right, so that opinion is going not like Rabbi Ami. However, Rashbagomer I'm sorry, that opinion is indeed going like Rabbi Ami, that said what? That you cannot matriyap a sibur, your term die. Who's the other opinion? Rajbag, Omer, Banchum Gamil Omer, Lo Menashem, Huze, no, that's not the reason. That's only because after 13 fast, you passed the rainy season, which means in Hajban's period, that's when the Yore rains are supposed to come. Once already you fast 13 already, so you pass the season of Yore. Therefore there's no fast, but that's specifically by rain. But when it comes to other calamities, you can fast until you get answers. So therefore it comes out that we have a, again, a fantastic mahluk of Rabbi and Rabban Shimon Gamliel. Rabbi says, Magic number is 13, regardless what it is. When Ashbag is going to come, don't say no. That's only magic number 13 by the drought fast, because after 13 already, you're out of the season for the Yorea rains. However, for other tragedies, you can fast until you get answered. Next issue, the people who live in Nineveh, they sent a question to the Anan. For example, us, even let's say in the summer months, we need rain. So they were in a region where rain was beneficial for them even in the months of Tammuz. What should we do regarding Do we consider ourselves like individuals? Or like Sibur. What's the difference? Ki yahidim damin, if we're considered like individuals, or vishomei atafilah. So then we can't say barikh alenu, because since the world generally does not need rain that time, just we need it in our specific place, so then we would add v'ten talamatal barikha in shomei atafilah. Or, kerabim daminan. Or do we say, no, since in our place we need rain, then we're considered like the rabim. And just like the rabim says barikh alenu, or v'chata sharim, and then we can say it also in barikh alenu. So that was the question that they had. Shalach lehu, he sent to them, ki yahidim damitu v'shomei atafilah. You're considered like yahidim, and therefore you'll put your your ten talamatal request in Shomeya Tefillah. Because bottom line, since it's not the Zman for the Sibur, because bottom line it is the Kufat Tammuz, so therefore you will put it in 
uh, the beracha of shomeya tefilah, which is not beracha, you can add all personal requests. Meti be the Gemara has a question. Amar of Yehuda, of Yehuda quotes a brayta, right? That's like, actually, the Yehuda said like this. Ematai, when did we say these series of fasts? Three and then three and then seven. When were these fasts, these drought fasts said? This was only said when the years, when the seasons were being followed according to the normal way, which means that the harvest was in Nisan and the planting was in Marhajvan. And it's following that system. Then already you follow that process of fasting. And the Jewish people are in Eretz Israel, and that's the Minhag. But according to our time, it goes according to the, to the years, which means if that year you need rain, which means, for example, it was a dry year, according to the place, which means, let's say, that even in Kufat Tammuz they need uh, rain. All according to the time. So therefore it sounds like this over here, that's saying that today, just like by the fast, it's relative to the situation that you're in, so it can be Barich as well. That uh, today Barich doesn't necessarily have to be in Inyan after Sukkot. It can be according to each place, uh, depending on when they need the rains. And therefore if the Nineveh needs the rains in Tukufat Tammuz, they indeed can say Barich Aleinu in Veten Talim Atalim, they can say separate Baracha, they like Sibur. So that's the question the Gabbara is asking against who they said the question to? They said the question to the B. So the B answered them what? That it goes according to your Yehidim. You put it in Shumayat Tefillah. So the Gemara asked the question from the Bihuda. That's Mashwa that you put it in separate Barakha. Barakha Alenu. Amar le matnita ramita ale the B. Well, you bring in a Braita against the B. Repeat. Tanahu Palig. Rabbi is a Tanai. Can argue on the Braita. My Havi Allah. So the Gemara wants to know what's the Halakha Lamase. Rabbi Nachman Abba Berkatta Shanim. Rabbi Nachman says a place that needs rain in the summer, they can make a special Barakha Berkatta Shanim. Barakha Alenu. Rav Sheshat Amad B'Shomei HaTefilah Rav Sheshat says no in Shomei HaTefilah V'Elcheta B'Shomei HaTefilah Halakha Lema'aseh It is indeed They put it in Shomei HaTefilah Comes the Gemara continues B'Sheni Matin Im Hashichat So we said on Monday They opened the stores partially Close to sunset when it gets dark and on Thursday they open the stores the whole day. Because people need to buy food not only for the breaking of the fast but for Shabbat. And the reason why they would close the stores on Monday and only partially open them not to mitzahir the people uh, they, so they can go in and get food but we don't want to mitzahir them during the day to have the stores opened. And then even as she says, Shiloyiru bin Adam. We don't want the people to see the stores open with Sta'aru and they'll feel uh, bad. They open uh, some of them or partially. So they have something to eat at night. And then even the Gibbara wants to know like this. How do you read the Mishnah? She's on, on Monday fast, you partially open the stores at night. But on Thursday, you partially open them all day. So that means on Thursday, the, the leniency is that you can open them all day, but they only partially open. Or do I say no? On Mondays, you open them partially at dark. Or I say on Thursdays, you can open regularly the entire day. So the question is, what's the kula uh, for Thursday? Is it matin? Did I partially open them all day? 
or can they open the store regularly? Don't they? Tashema de Tanya, Beshiri Matin, Ada Ayrev. Kotrebeno Hanadeli changes that word Ad to Ima Ayrev, which means when it comes dark, you can partially open the store. The Hamishi put him call a Yom Kulo. But on Thursday, you can open the store regularly the entire day with the Kawada Shabbat. Because of Kawada Shabbat. Hayulo Shne Petahim. Now let's say in the store you had two doors. Poteah Echad, Venoel Echad. So according to the Halacha, the Gemara is saying, you can open one door and keep one door closed. Hayalo itzteba keneged petro. Or let's say you had a itzteba, a chair or a bench, let's say right in front of the door. So therefore when you open the door, you really can't see inside the store so much because there's a bench blocking. So it's not so easy to access. In that case also, you can open the door in the normal way. And you do not have to be concerned. Which means, if you have two doors and you open one of them, then already you can stay open the whole day on Monday. And that's the Hadush of the Gemara, which means you don't have to partially open it. You can keep it uh, open the whole day. And for that matter, if you have an itzteba, like a little blocking uh, in front of the door, like a, a, a teba or something like that, a bench or a chair that's really blocking the door partially. So therefore you can open up and you don't have to be worried. Because bottom line, the doors are really closed. It's hard to access. Kavz Gavaran says, I know if after the seven, they were not answered still, they minimize their transactions, and their building, and their planting. So the Gavaran says, What type of Binyan are we talking about? Binyan Buildings that bring to happiness. Nitiyah, what type of plantings? Nitiyah shal simcha. Plantings that bring to happiness. Ezui binyan shal simcha. What is a binyan of simcha? Zeah, boneh bet hatnut lebno. In the olden days, they would build a house to make the wedding for their children, for their sons. And therefore, building such a house to make the chupa, that's considered binyan shal simcha. You would not be able to do it in the time of the drought. Ezui nitiyah shal simcha. What is this nitiyah shal simcha? Zeh anotea avernaki shel melakim. What is that? This is a type of tree that the kings used to plant when their sons were born. When the prince was born, they would plant the tree. And years later, when the prince would grow up, they would take from that tree and cut it down and make from the wood the throne for his kingdom. Others say that this Avadnaki is actually a very shady tree. That again, the rich people used to plant in their backyards in order to put like a chair underneath it in order to enjoy from the shade. So that would be considered Nitiah. Shel Simcha comes to Gemara and says, "Rabbi Shalom." That it be forbidden during the seven fasts and after to greet each other by saying Shalom. Tell Rabbanan, Chaverim, and Sheilat Shalom Ben Hamid. Tamidei Achamim that know the Halacha, they are not allowed to say Shalom and greet each other. Ameares Shishualim, but Ameares, let's say he greets you and says Shalom, Mahazdim Lahim. So we don't want to embarrass them, so we can answer them Shalom. However, b'safar afa in the soft. Uh, soft tongue or and with seriousness not in the regular way where it's light headed yeah, shalom, no you do it in a soft way, in a serious way in order that they know really that you're not really allowed to say shalom in the normal way they cover their heads and they sit like mourners like they were excommunicated like people that are being rebuked or chastised 
or excommunicated from HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ad Shidachamu Alehem Menashamayim In the olden days, somebody that was excommunicated used to cover his head So therefore they have to sit like they're in excommunication Until HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Rachamim on them Amar Abil Azar In Adam Hashub Rashi Lepur Al Panav A person who's Hashub should not Put his face down in prayer Like they do sometimes in the David They would put their head down You should not do that Unless you're certain That you're going to get answered like Yeshua ben Nun Because otherwise if you put your head down And you don't get answered in your prayer It's going to be a zilzul Rise why are you falling on your face? Which is God answering. The person who's hashuv should not dress himself in sackcloth to pray to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Unless he knows he's going to be answered. In the time of Yehoram ben Ahab, there was a great famine. And a lady came to Yehoram and started crying. And she was saying, what was, what was she crying about? Because she had a deal with her friend. The deal was that on the first night they were going to eat her baby uh, because they had no food and the next night they were going to eat the friend's baby. So on the first night they ate this lady's baby and on the second night the, her friend did not want to offer the baby. So she had a claim against the king. She came to the king and said, I have a claim against my friend. She doesn't want to give us the baby to eat. We made a deal. When the king heard that the famine is so severe that they got to this level so the Pasuk says, When he heard the words of this lady, he ripped his clothes. He went over the wall. Was wearing the sackcloth on his on his on his body. So you see what? Unless you're certain that you're going to be answered, like uh, Yehoram, the son of Ahab, one should not wear the uh, sackcloth on him again because it'll be a zilzul. That means the people will say, "Oh, look, he's putting the sackcloth over here, and he didn't get answered." So it'll be like a little like a halul Hashem. Comes the Gemara and continues. Look at this Rashi, Rashi says, Rashi lipol al panav, regarding falling on one's face, lepasot atzmon, it's a bizayon to him, to fall on one's face. Befner sibur shi'im lo yaina, if you're not going to get answered, yaharfu, they're going to disparage him. Kach shamati, elan ken yodim bo, shu hashuf Yeshua, unless he's hashuf Yeshua, shu hashuf Yeshua, shu hashuf Yeshua, shu hashuf Yeshua, shu hashuf Yeshua, that Yehoram, incidentally, that she says was answered, that subsequently after his tefillah and his sackcloth, it says the price of uh, solid was very cheap. Comes Not everybody is worthy to rip their clothes in mourning. In, in during the tefillah process, not everybody's worthy to rip their clothes. And everybody's not everybody's worthy to fall down and pray Moshe Aaron, they were worthy for nefilah. Yoshua that was after the spies. Moshe Aaron bin Fila, how do we know Moshe Aaron? They were they made the Fila tapayim dechiv. But he put Moshe Aaron up in him. Yoshua bin Kaleb, how do we know Yoshua and Kaleb bekliyah that they ripped their clothes? Dechiv Yoshua bin bin Nun bekaleb bin Yifune kareu bekdem. Says they ripped their garments. So comes the Gemara and says matkif la the bizera betim el shulah benachmani. He have a ketiv Yehoshua. If it would have said the pasuk, but he put Moshe Aaron up in him. Yehoshua. 
Then you're right. It means Moshe was no fail, and Yoshua and Kalev were Koraya. Has Nikiv vi Yoshua. Now that the Pasuk says, Vayipol Moshe, Vayarua Penehem, vi Yoshua. It's much that Yoshua also fell on his face. Ha, beha, Abid. So from here we learn that they did both. That Yoshua not only fell on his face, but also ripped his clothes. Vayamar bin Azad, similar Hadush. Lo akol bikima, which is Mashiach comes, and now all the Guim are going to respect the Jewish people. Some of the Guim are going to stand in front of us. But not, not everybody's going to stand. Velo akol bishtahavaya. And not everybody's going to bow to us. Melachim bikima. The kings are going to stand in front of Klai Yisrael. Vesarim and the princes, Bishtahavaya, they're going to bow to us. How do we know this? Melachim bekimano, the kings are going to stand in front of us. Dichti, because it says, Ko amar Hashem, Goel Yisrael Kedosho. The Redeemer of Israel is going to say, Libzo Nefesh, to the Jewish people, that until this point were bizuim, they were abominable in the eyes of the Goyim. Limta'ev Goy, to the one that the Goy abominated. That was us. Le'eved Moshlim. To the one that was considered like an Eved that was ruled by the Goyim. Melachim Yiru. The kings are going to see the Jew. Ve'kamu. And they're going to stand up and rise. Ve'sarim Mishtachavaya. How do we know that the princes of the Goyim are going to bow to us? Dichtiv. Sarim. Ve'yishtachavu. The end of the Pazuk says in the Sarim. And they will bow to us. But keep Rabbi Zerah ve'etim Rabbi Shimon ben Nachmani. Iyavaketim ve'sarim yishtachavu. If we would have said, and the Sarim will bow. Kedekamart. That means Melachim bekima. Sarim yishtachavaya. Hashtad dichtiv sarim v'yishtachavu. Now that it says the Sarim and they will bow. They're going to do both. Which means not only are they going to stand up and rise, but they're also going to... Bow. So the Sarim are going to do both. So it's a similar to Rashah, as we said above by Yoshua, that not only did he rip his clothes, but he also was Nofel al-Apav. Amal al-Nahmad bar Yitzchak. Afani Omer. It's like ends the parak with the Pasuk and Tehidim. Pasuk says, Or Zarua al Tzaddik, Un Yishrelev Simcha. The Tzaddik is of course somebody that is careful in the mitzvot and keeps away from the Averot. But there's somebody even higher that's called Yishrelev. They are higher than the Tzaddikim. She don't even have a Yitzrara that is driving them. So the Gabbara says, Lo HaKol Le'orav Lo HaKol Le'Simcha. La'atid Lavo in the future, not everybody is going to merit Ora, this light. And not everybody is going to merit simcha, this happiness. The tzaddikim, the ora. The tzaddikim, which are on one level, they'll merit this light. Visharim, that are greater than the tzaddikim, the simcha. They will enjoy even a high madrigah called simcha. Tzaddikim, the ora. How do I know that tzaddikim are going to have ora? Dikhtiv. Or zarua la tzaddik. That the or, the light is drawn out for the tzaddik. Visharim, simcha. How do I know that visharim are going to have simcha? Dikhtiv. Ul yishlelev simcha. That the yishlelev are going to have. Simcha. So you see what? That the tzaddikim have or and the shalev have simcha. So Tosfotis has a question over here. How do you know? Maybe Doresh, like we said the other ones. Maybe read, Ul Yishlelev Simcha, meaning Ul Yishlelev, that not only will they have simcha, but they'll also have or, that they'll have both. So the Tosfot says, If the Pasuk wanted to tell me that they both can have both or and Simcha, the Pasuk should have said, That they can have both. 
However, from the fact that it separated them, it is or zarua latzadik, ul yishlelev simcha, so it's putting them separate. Which means above, it didn't put melachim next to sarim. The pasuk said over there, melachim, ra'u melachim vekamu. So it says the word melachim, then it says vekamu. Then it says sarim veshtachavu. And the sarim, they're going to... To, to bow. So therefore, the Tzfor wants to say that over there, it's Melachim first, they're going to stand up. And the Sarim, not only are they going to stand up, but they're also going to bow. V'yishtachavu. However, over here, since the Pasuk put it all together, it said, Or zarua latzadikul yishtelev. It put the tzadik next to the yishtelev, but it's separated by saying, Or for the tzadik, and yishtelev, Sibha. Therefore, if the Pasuk really wanted to tell me they're both going to get uh, both uh, things, since they're next to each other anyway, the pasuk could have said tzaddikim v'lishalim ora v'simcha. So therefore, we say what that really the tzaddikim get ora and the the shalim will get simcha. Adran alach me'ematay. Baruch Amen.